And so, with the cup held high, me the leave Croke Park, All-Ireland football champions for 1949. Oh, beautiful me, you've got all that I need. Dimpsey hits Davin Fay. Anthony Finnerty comes in and gives him a touch of the elbow. Colm Kyle hitting Finnerty. This is Colm's first punch. Finity delayed reaction, looks around, sees Martin O'Connell coming in and thinks that the best action is to go down. What a set of matches we've had. Four terrific and memorable games. Final score meets 2-10. Dublin, 15. So Joe McDonough, GA president, presents Sam McGuire to Graham Geraghty and meet of the football champions. Hello and welcome to another edition of the We Are Mead podcast. And as usual, I'm Mickey Brennan and I'm joined by the one and only Davy Rispin. Uh, unfortunately, we don't have any of the lads from County Board tonight. I think they have got a, a Zoom table quiz or something going on or they're doing something with uh, the Mead GA um, new website, which is an absolutely fantastic website, Davy. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I haven't really been on it now myself, Mickey, to tell you the truth. But uh, I, I believe it's uh, it's it's very... Um, much more easy to navigate than the previous one, which was problematic with tables and stuff like that, particularly on your um, mobile devices as opposed to maybe a desktop device. So great to see that's been sorted and hopefully uh, the lads will have some information to input on them tables maybe a little bit later on in the year. Yeah, it'd be brilliant. So what if we saw tables going up on it to see how well the tables will look on the on the new website. But the website, much more user-friendly and uh, uh, really, um, uh, really good, really they put a lot of work into it, so um, you know um, it's 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 great because in recent years, like even when we'd be doing the podcast, we'd be trying to look up the the, the tables and stuff, and, and and trying to use your phone and whatever, and you had to scroll down through the different teams and whatever on on it. It's just going to make it much easier, as you said. When we do get some football, and they can use those tables, but uh, uh, delighted to see that they've upgraded the the MGA um, website. Uh, Davey, uh, what have you been up to this week? Um, I suppose lockdown still in place, but uh, you know the, the measures are starting to ease a little bit. Yeah, they are, and I suppose we've probably seen it all over the weekend. People are giving out about you know complacency setting in, and Simon Harris came out with a with a very you know stricken warning message yesterday. Although, like the the restrictions are planned to be sort of lifted from phase one next Monday, I think it is doesn't mean it can just happen from now because that could set us back. And even even the cases, I think the cases were down as low as 130-odd on Thursday or Friday and suddenly they're gone back up now the last two days. So people need to kind of realise that, yes, we're, we're getting close and there's light at the end of the tunnel, but we need to really... This is the period now, this next seven days, where you know a lot is going to depend on it and that. So people need to wise up and, and stay at home as much as they can. And I know the weather's been unbelievable. I was sitting out yesterday... Got absolutely scalded. Got a lovely tan, but also got scalded in parts as well. So um, it was it was great weather, though, wasn't it, Mick? I won't ask you which parts got scalded, Davy. <laughs> um, we all know you love to go out in your mankini when the sun comes out. So there might have been a couple of things uh, uh, just hanging either side of it. Let's just say. No, uh, no, no, look, it's been it's been great. Look, as I said, I, I'm I'm doing a bit of work and I'm, I'm kept going, but really enjoying the weather. It's it's absolutely fantastic and. Trying to keep the, the fitness up myself, doing the runs here and there and doing a little bit of strength and conditioning. So uh, I'm looking forward to uh, 
the uh, GA. Hopefully, the club season coming back. Yeah, you're also sporting a nice haircut before we move on. <laughs> this is a follow-on from last week for the listeners. I'm, I'm sure most were tuning in last week, but we were going to do a poll. But to be honest, we said there was no point even doing a poll because like, it would have been unanimously a decision to cut it. And he, and he has cut it. Now, not to the extent where you might absolutely ball, but not too far away from it, Mick. Yeah, I uh, I have a, a, a hair trimmer. Um, I use it for the beard, and uh, I put the seven blade onto it, and just says after the after the podcast last Sunday, I just says I'm going to have a go with this. I'm going to get it done before the poll comes out because, as you know, as you said already, I think it would have been a hundred percent yes, and uh, the. I don't think my mother would have even voted for me to um, keep the hair at that stage. So I shaved it all off, um, seven blade, and she's tidy. She's tidy. Now she is going a little bit light on top, I can see. So the, the like it's nearly like the head has grown through the hair there at the minute. Um, but uh, it yeah, needs no, to be watered. <laughs> it needs to be watered, yeah. Like there's, there, there isn't an awful lot of grass on the pitch up there, but as you said, if I water it, Maybe a little bit of miracle grow or something. Maybe a miracle will happen, and I'll get my full head hair back. But uh, no, I'm happy enough. My mother gave yeah. me the thumbs up when she saw it. So once the mother gives you the thumbs up, you know you don't look too bad. You know that kind of way. That's it exactly. We were just talking about uh, the restrictions and all that, and, and the easing off of the restrictions. And uh, just tonight, Sunday, we're recording this Sunday evening. If you if you haven't heard it, on the Sunday game, uh, Des Cal is going to have an interview with the GA president John Horn. Um, and he's going to address the concerns of all sectors sectors of the GEA Association, inter-county to juvenile, including return to action, insurance, financial impact, and the responsibility uh, of um, uh, the GEA, the responsibility that lies with them when they do go back to, um, uh, I suppose, training and playing and the whole lot. But, you know, um, I'm looking forward to hearing what's been said tonight. Yeah, I think it'll be interesting. It's... Uh We've heard from them sporadically uh, hey, the, last, the last three or four weeks, but uh, you know nothing really concrete. And in fairness, I can I can actually understand why they haven't come out and said this is the way it's going to be or that's the way it's going to be because like it's it's like anything we don't really know what the story is. Um, and I mean, John Horn is is like there was only the call there about club training going back on the twentieth of. July and that'll be interesting too because it's going to be very hard to see squads of 25 and 30 going back so possibly they might be even have to stage in or going in phases of getting them back so you know <clears throat> and then games obviously if, if we're to have a club championship setting in from August September time and then with the view to maybe a county championship of some description happening in October um, it's, it's going to be interesting times but I'm sure all of that will be addressed in the interview tonight Yeah looking forward to it um, as you said you know, how could the GEA come out and make a statement in, 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 in recent weeks when they didn't know, the government didn't know what was going to be the plan at that stage? So how could the, the, the GEA plan out the rest of the season? It's, it's just crazy that people were giving out about that. But look, it's going to be phased in. And as we said as well, it all depends on, on, on how the general public react to it. If they, if they get complacent and, you know, the... the the cases rise again, we're going to have to go back a step. So that'll mean that the yeah. further steps will be pushed out another month or six weeks or whatever. So we all have our part to play in this. And, and if we all play our part up until, uh, uh, we'll say, stage four, and if everything is going well, 
we could be back on the fields in, in late July and, and kicking a ball with, with, with any luck. So um, we're really looking forward to that. Um, as well as, you know, you doing all that during the week, uh, Davey, you also caught up with the one and only Dara Campion, um, uh, rising star in Meet GAA, and, and you had a fantastic interview with him. Albeit the broadband and Wi-Fi maybe out in, in screen leaves a lot to be desired. It does, yeah. God, it was uh, it was tough going, particularly towards the latter stages of it. And uh, you know, at the at the end when we obviously finished the interview, and normally you'd have you know yourself like we do, you'd have a quick chat after it. At that stage, I just caught him off and I gave him a text and said cheers and whatever. But uh, I did get out of him at the end that his brother I think could have been on Fortnite, and there was me thinking to myself, what is he doing? Like, because um, obviously that's one of the game, and so that would take up a lot of internet. And as you can imagine screen probably isn't the hotbed of, of Wi-Fi in Ireland either. So, um, you know, I think we got, uh, you had the job of editing it, so you, you probably had a hard job on your hands, but uh, we got there in the end. Yeah, the, um, uh, you did warn me before you sent over the file to me, before I edited it, that there was a lot of points where um, the Wi-Fi broke and he hadn't heard your question and you couldn't hear his answer and stuff. And I had to go in and, and cut all them pieces out, but we left... We left it as true as possible to the actual mm. interview, and uh, there were a few little hiccups with the with the broadband, but it was worth it because you know very entertaining uh, uh, interview with a young man who I just have so much admiration for. Yeah, absolutely, same as that. You know, and he's he's as you say, he's one of the new kids in the block, so they sort of have this freshness about them, which. I'm not going to say the older lads wouldn't give you some of the stuff they're saying, but you, you do get a little bit more crack, I think, out of them. You know, they're probably a little bit more relaxed when they're on the call and they're they're better crack and they're probably more my age than some of the other lads on the panel as well. But, <laughs> um, you know, Spill the Beans on his teammates, some great, uh, some great, you know, little stories about none of the stories, the kind of legendary stories that we heard off the likes of Graham Garrity, but kind of modern day stories about, you know, Diesel and, paying mileage and you know yeah. this kind of thing and, and like it's uh, he, he's he's a real kind of bubby character and, and he's full of life and you can see why he settled into the panel so quickly and how he was received so gratefully with open arms as well and that spoke volumes for him and the way he kind of came into the panel at the start of last year had a decent O'Byrne Cup and suddenly found himself starting first round of the league that doesn't always happen with young players coming into the panel and uh, he was maybe an exception to that, but, you know, he's done ever so well. Obviously, the injury, but uh, hopefully when he comes back, and he will be back, that, you know, he won't have uh, he won't have adverse effects of that. Yeah, yeah. Um, wonderful, wonderful footballer. Um, you know, so talented, so naturally gifted, and has that little cheekiness about him. And, mm. you know, what I loved uh, about it, listening to him, was how he felt, you know, that once he got his chance, that he was going to repay his club, his family and himself for all the work that he had put in. And it didn't phase him too much. The whole idea of it did phase him, but it was like, I'm going to take my chance and I'm going to take it with both hands. You know, and that's that's a really good quality to have uh, in a footballer. Yeah, well, he was, I mean, he, he was one of the big stars in underage football in Mead. Like, he captained the 17s and the 20s. He captained both teams, which says to me that... He's obviously a talented footballer, but he's a naturally born leader as well. And I'm not going to say he was expecting the call, but for from me or you looking in, you'd say, yeah, Campo will be on the senior panel in the next couple of years because he performed really well with the minors or with the 20s. And, 
you know, it, that happened. Um, but then to go in there and to just gel in with the squad as it was, along with the likes of Ethan Devine, with James Conlon, uh, with Jason Scully, with Jordy Morris, you know, with Sean Riley. There's a whole host of them there from that Barry Callan under-17 team, which did ever so well. Um, beating Dublin, obviously, was the highlight. And then Kildare in the, in the 20s. But whilst they didn't probably achieve what I feel they should have achieved, they got massive scalps and they, they really brought the feel-good factor back into underage football in Mead, which before them was, was gone for many a year, you know, and uh, probably back to Andy McAtee's uh, 2010 or 2012, wasn't it? Probably mm-hmm. that was the gap. So you're talking seven, eight years of a gap between Andy's team and Barry Callan's team. And uh, some of them have obviously come on to the Mead seniors and others will come on in the next couple of years, that I'm sure of. Yeah, and uh, I suppose to go from you know, one player who had great success at underage to another, Graham Garrity. Um, you know, the second part of his interview came out earlier in the week and he focused on uh, his club career and then he, he announced his, his, his best 15. And uh, uh, I know we talked about it last Sunday on the podcast, uh, preview, reviewing it now. Absolutely brilliant. Again, you know, you got some real good nuggets uh, and real good stories out of, out of um, Graham that probably hadn't come out before. Yeah, well, I love, so obviously, as an Arsenal fan, I love the story about the Arsenal trial, and I've, I've obviously heard it, and so have you, but we, we haven't really heard the ins and outs of it, you know, straight from the horse's mouth, and that was really great to hear. I love the end of McManus story in All-Ireland Final. Yeah. Years, <laughs> like, that's just, you know, that's class, and every, every player or every club player in the country who would listen to that can relate, and they have, there's one of them in every team who's yeah. just so relaxed and so just probably miles away from everything. And to be honest with you, it's probably the way to be instead of the lads sitting in the corner in the dressing room, absolutely bricking it, you know. Um, the other one I, uh, I liked as well, there was one more, uh, Jesus, I was going to say it there, gone for me now, Mick. There was, there was another story though. I don't know, can you remember? Oh, look, uh, there was that many stories in it. Like, as we said, it's a two and a half hour long uh, interview we had to break it up into two parts and it's full of stories absolute gems and 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 he was so relaxed in in doing his um his uh interview with you and we've we've had a lot of comments in um one in particular i'm just going to get it up here was from pat uh pork black and he commented and said uh, such a great interview um uh, so relaxed uh while doing the interview keep up the great work lads so again we want to thank all our listeners out there and um, the Everybody who listens to We Are Mead and all of our uh, patrons on the um, pay, uh, Patreon uh, forward slash We Are Mead, where you can get all these interviews. Speaking of interviews, we've got more coming up, which is absolutely brilliant. Davy, you've lined up Davy Nelson uh, for during the week. Um, you know, a man that has you know so much experience and so much knowledge of Mead football. Um, we also hope to have Brian Stafford, um, one of the the. The three wise men, uh, as I would call them, Brian Stafford, Colin O'Rourke, and Bernard Flynn, best full forward line to ever take a field um, in uh, in Mead. That'll be two out of the three. Um, we'll have interviewed. We got Bernard Flynn a few weeks ago. We'll have Brian Stafford done, and then hopefully, you never know, we might be able to get Colin O'Rourke at some stage as well if he can fit us in to his busy schedule. But as well as that, we're hoping to have Mark O'Reilly, the Summerhill. Uh, maestro and uh, uh, wonderful cornerback, um, uh, All Ireland winner, and you're hoping to get an interview with him as well, Davy. 
Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'll track them down at some stage. Um, whether it's this week or next week, we're not sure, but we'll hopefully get them as long as well as Stafford. I think Davy Nelson's agreed to come on at some stage now during the week. And uh, the reason, obviously, look, I have a lot of time for Davy Nelson. His his attitude and his charisma towards the game is just unparalleled, to be honest, with with club managers or any manager really in the county I can think of. But uh, I, I'm interested to get his opinion on being a top club manager. He's obviously over Navin O'Mahony's and seeing how he's dealt with it and what sort of plans or programs he's given to his players. Um, he's obviously involved with the Mead Juniors this year. It'll be interesting to get his opinions on how last year went. Obviously, Leinster Chapman's heartbreaking defeat in the semi-final. But also, mm-hmm. will we see a junior championship this year? Hard to see at this stage, but be interesting to get that. And also, you know, his success going back to Navin O'Mahony's in his first stint. Um, and, and the difference in probably the way Navin O'Mahony's are today, with, the, with all due respect to... To maybe what they were five or six years ago. Very different times um, in Navin Amani's. But if ever there was a man to get them the winning formula, it's Davy Nelson. And uh, looking forward to that one, yeah. Yeah, we'll definitely be uh, bringing loads of interviews to every to to our listeners over the next uh, uh, number of weeks and months, if it has to be. And uh, uh, I know that somebody did as well on our Patreon service. I just can't see it there at the moment. They did ask us, would we be... Uh, able to get an interview with the one and only Sean Boylan and uh, as we said before we're also working on that and um, we'd love to get an interview with Sean Boylan and uh, to pick his brain about uh, his time as Mead manager and uh, you know the, the glory days uh, as they're now known and uh, we hope that the glory days are back soon enough. Davy, um, I suppose like there's nothing to report at the moment on uh, on from the county board um, we are waiting. Seamus Kenny um, and Conor O'Donoghue will be doing an interview with us as well over the next week or so. They are waiting. They're just getting some more information before they come on to do the uh, uh, interview. But um, you know, we'll bring that to the people as soon as uh, as soon as we have it. So I suppose it's time to move on to the next part of the next segment. It's our regular segment. It's Instagram interactive. And uh, Davy, I, I believe you've had a few few people getting in contact with you again this week. Yeah, yeah, there's a few follow-ups to last week as well. Actually, just before oh, I do, the, the question that's really touched nerves and uh, that across the county was the 30th the, the players in Mead. And uh, there's a question coming up here in a minute for yourself, but I got a call on, uh, it was probably middle to late last week um, from a clubmate of mine, Justin Riley. And uh, he says, what were you saying on the podcast? He obviously didn't listen to it. And... Uh, I says, no, what? Like, I said a lot of things. And he says, no, about players you've marked or something. And I says, oh, yeah, yeah, the dirtiest players. He says, shoot, or shoot from uh, Oldcastle. And I says, oh, yeah, yeah. He says, I got a call. Justin got a call off a friend he knows from Oldcastle. Jimmy Chute or James Chute. I don't know which one it was. Same name, but different person. He says, he says I was always a clean footballer. I don't know what he's on about. But it turns out there's two Jimmy Chutes in Oldcastle. <laughs> and it's the other one. And Justin says, would it be the other one? And your man says, oh, yeah, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> so uh, that was that. And then I, I says, geez, yeah, it's funny because we're after getting a question in here from Keen Flynn from Dumbayne. He's the young goalkeeper, of course, from Dumbayne. And, yeah, uh, great goalkeeper. He says, Dumbayne, yeah, he is. He is. Dumbayne's wee red lad says, Mickey Brennan's story is a few holes in it. And he gives the two eyeballs. He says, get him on. <laughs> That's Sean Ryan, of course. <laughs> Um, uh, Is there something you're not telling us, Mick? Well, look, there's always two sides to every story and he obviously saw it through his eyes, I saw it through mine and uh, um, 
I, I look, maybe we will, we will have to get him on or maybe we'll have to get him to comment on, on Instagram or something and maybe get his side of the story. But that was my side of the story. Now, look, I won't lie. As I said, I was no saint and I was giving him a bit and he was giving me a bit and whatever. But in the end, as I said, when, when I realised that the game was up, literally, um, I just said to him, don't do that, silly. Don't get sent off. And that was, that was my little tuppence uh, two, work. Two men at very different stages of the career back then. He would have only been, I think he would have only been in his last 17, yeah, he was probably 17, yeah. And you were 37, but uh, look, <laughs> that's that's the beauty of it, isn't it really, as well, like, great to see. What, um, what, year, what year was it, 2018, was it? I think so, yeah. Yeah, I was, uh, yeah, I was, I, I, and it was, it was the semi-final, semi-final, so that was in October, so I would have been, uh, I would have been uh, thir- thirty-nine. <laughs> wow! And he was—he's only under twenty this year, so that tells you yeah. all you need to know. Oh, I know, uh, I know, I know, I know, I know. Uh, Shane Riley's next up, and he says, "How do you think we will return to GEA action at club and county level?" Yeah, well, look, we've been talking about this over the last couple of weeks um, on the podcast. Uh, I, 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 I really have no idea. How they're going to go about? Um, I don't think. I don't think. I don't think we'll see county football this year. Um, I really don't. That's just my belief on it. Um, because gatherings, like at least at a at a club game, you know, you're going to be max. I'd say a thousand people at a game, unless it's county final. Yeah. Um, so when when you go into to inter county football, you're talking crowds of you know eight, ten thousand plus. Um, and I just can't see them being able to police that. So, I, 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 it's, it's maybe after tonight with the interview with Horn on uh, the Sunday game, we might, we might know a little bit more. But I, I, am hesitant to even to give a guess on that one. Yeah, uh, Brendan Keg, interesting one. This, not sure how I feel about it, but he says anything about playing two football championships next year in place of. The league at county level. At county level? Yeah. So playing this year's championship when the league would normally be next year, scrapping the league next year, and then playing your 2021 championship in the summer as normal. I, I, I don't think it's that, that important. Like, football is important, but I don't think it's that important that we'd have to have two All-Irelands to make up for a year that we didn't have one. Um, mm. I'd say I, I, I think the best thing to do because then that completely skews your leagues as well teams won't be happy that they can't uh, uh, progress through a league and get promoted and get playing against you know some of the top teams in, in, in the next division up and whatever so they're, they're going to miss out on, uh, on the experience and, uh, and the whole lot I, I don't I don't see that one working to be honest with you No and, and as well as that uh, like if you were to look at the weaker counties, I'd make a case for, let's say, Waterford, right, in football, and they might get, at most, they might get, no, at least, they might get four games. So you get probably a provincial game in the first championship, then you're knocked out in the qualifiers, two games, and then the same happens in the next championship. Instead of your league where you're getting seven rounds and you're getting at least two games minimum in championship, that's nine games compared to four minimum. And that would happen. That would happen in many cases too. So I agree. I just don't see the, the logic in it, to be honest with you. 
Yeah, yeah, I don't. Yeah, and gate receipts as well for the for the for the GEA. They couldn't, you know, they'd be missing out on seven league games per division. You know, that's four. Well, sorry, that's not even. It's it's even more. It's seven, whatever amount of games are played uh, between each team. You know, in in a league, you couldn't. They'd be missing out on way too much revenue. So. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Colin McCreevy uh, is in with knockout tournament in Mead. Can't go wrong. Yeah, no, I agree with him. Um, uh, I think a knockout championship would be great. Um, obviously, it's tough on teams as well. But this year, I think it would be a great idea um, so that everybody gets to play a little bit of football. Um, and maybe you could have a senior championship and a senior uh, shield or something like that. Intermediate championship and an intermediate shield, so that teams at least when they lose in the first round go into a secondary competition, and some teams will get more games. You'd be guaranteed at least two games, so have two competitions in each grade. Well, well, I, I'd nearly, I'd, I'd definitely uh, tie with your idea and just try and further it a little bit more. I'd go, I'd go with the backdoor system. I'd, I'd give teams two, uh, you know, two chances. Um, it is a knockout championship, but if you lose your first round, you go in and you have an option to come through the back door and get into a quarter final, maybe just like they do in the All Ireland. I think that could work. It could work is reducing the groups in half. So you've seen it this year at Talton Cup, uh, Cornabonia, and Fesh Cup. There were groups of three, so you're guaranteed two games in it. I give. The, I'd put that in place too. Same idea. You're getting two games, and there's a chance that you know the winner will obviously go through in that. So instead of if they want to keep a group stages, that's probably a way around it. So just reduce the groups, um, so it'll reduce the amount of games, or sorry, increase the groups, but reduce the amount of games instead of having what is it normally five or six rounds, which you know I think we all know at this stage is unrealistic or it's going to be unrealistic. So interesting times. I think there's plenty of suggestions out there, but I think it would be re- well received. You know, from me and you, it's it seems to be uh, a thing, and the listeners I think as well would would buy into it. Yeah, yeah, I think the knockout, I think it really is. Um, especially, like, if we could write off the whole year and just say, right, we're starting again in January. But if there is going to be a competition and it's starting in August, you know, it's going to have to yeah. be a knockout. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Colin's back in with another question. And uh, this could be actually one for your interview with Seamus Kenny and uh, Conor O'Donoghue. Well, Seamus Kenny specifically. He says, what's the update now on Park Talton? All gone a bit quiet. Yeah, yeah, there's been a few people on to us um, on social media, direct messages, uh, Patreon service, direct messages as well, asking us what's happening with uh, Park Tolchin. And that is uh, an issue that we will bring up with Seamus when we get talking to him, because obviously, um, you know, government funding has probably been directed in other, into other um, uh, parts. Um, so maybe they won't have the money to, to direct. But look, it was allocated already, so... Maybe the first initial lump sum is, is there and can't be touched. Maybe further um, lump sums of money through the government um, might be just halted. We might, we might be able to get the stand started. We'll see. Look, again, Seamus Kenny will be the man to answer that. Yeah. Uh, Peter Duffy, our good friend, um, he says, who do Davy and Mickey think are the best young talents coming through in County Meath? Oh, well, obviously Peter Duffy is uh, <laughs> he's up there. Um, you know, I, I think this is a self-professing question, so it is, you know, for him. Um, <laughs> um, but, uh, <laughs> no, like, yeah, no, there, there's, 
there's uh, there's there's plenty of great young talent coming through at the moment. Like the under twenties this year was a disappointing end for them against Dublin in Parnell Park, but there's a lot of good footballers on that. And um, when it go, when you go through to minor level, I'm not too uh, up to date. Obviously, we haven't seen the minors out. Uh, their championship was supposed to be starting last week or something, wasn't it? Um, mm. Yeah. So we haven't. I haven't seen too many of them this year. Yeah, I think from the twenties, the the ones that probably impressed me this year would be Sean Brennan in goals. I thought was excellent. Um, you know, particularly in the league campaign. Uh, Sean Ryan, your friend from Dunboyne, was a real leader at full back. Um, Dahi McGowan from Retoat, you know, very very good player. And then up front, you know, the likes of your your Aaron Lynch's and um, you know Jordy Morris is in that. But I think at minor level and just going from the the under-17, or sorry, the minor final last year, me, between St. Colin Gills and Summerhill, two of the players that stood out for me were Jamie O'Shea and David Bell with uh, St. Colin Gills. I thought they were two of the outstanding players, and I think they have been, you know, at underage level in Mead for some time. And I, I, and the, the quality of player coming through now has absolutely topped that to, to what it's been in previous years. Yeah, we're just losing you a little bit there, Davey. Um, but I think I got the most of that. Uh, yeah, go on. Next question. Uh, next question is from Susan Farrell. It's not even a question. and She says that herself. She says, no question, but just a, a, a round of applause to the efforts of all the clubs in the county for who did it for Pieta House and do it for Dan. And I know, fairness to Susan, Ball and Locke were do, uh, doing the Pieta House this weekend or last weekend gone. Um, and raised over 7,000 as well. And they were only one of many clubs who got involved. You know, some serious fundraising going on by the GA clubs and me. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah, it's been, it's, it's, it's just been amazing how uh, the GA have got behind so many different um, charities in, in, in the last month or six weeks because uh, we all know with there can be no fundraising done um, uh, by these charities and but the GA have rolled in behind the Pieta House obviously they have their darkness into light walk every year on the, the on last weekend last Saturday night yeah. and they weren't able to do it but every club uh, has got behind it and, and raised some fabulous uh, um, amounts of money for Pieta House and, and still you can still uh, contribute there's a lot of the um, uh, the clubs have, have their GoFundMe pages up on, on social media so don't be afraid to get uh, get your wallet out and throw a few pound in. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, Kieran Farley is next, and he says, "Thoughts on four divisional teams to join the senior football championship in Mead, so junior and inter- intermediate players get a chance at the Keegan Cup." Um, the one thing I don't like about this, and we actually got a separate message from Flash Gordon. I'll read out in a second, but the thing I don't like about this is if only. Four, if there's only four divisional teams going into senior from, say, all of the junior and intermediate clubs in Mead, which is 20 plus 16, so it's 36 clubs between junior and intermediate, and then there'd only be four divisional teams, how many players are not going to get any football then from those clubs who maybe won't make it onto the divisional team or maybe just decide not to go for it or whatever? There's a huge amount. Yeah, well, see, the thing is, you'd still play your junior championship and your intermediate championship. Um, that's 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 how it works. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Fair enough. I yeah. So, I don't know. Well, no, yeah, I, no. I don't think it would, Mick. Though, if if, 
we're going to join the senior championship. I don't think it, it would because it'd have to happen at the same time. Yeah, but like see, there's this no is, way. This, no, no, this is this is the problem because we were sp- speaking. I, I was on the We Are Cavan uh, podcast recently, and they were talking about a similar thing, um, a similar situation. But um, the, the the four divisional teams that will be joining the senior championship, um, they would be picked from junior and intermediate clubs. But the junior championship and the intermediate championship would still have to be played. Now, this is a logistical yeah. nightmare. So, it would. so that means that. To be fair to those players, that means your junior and intermediate championship would have to be played and over before the, senior, before the senior championship starts. And I just think that mm. that is an absolute logistical nightmare. Or, as you said, you play them all at the same time, but your senior championship is maybe on a different weekend. So you get to play your junior championship one weekend, the following weekend you're playing, or the, or the junior and intermediate are play, played midweek. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you're playing with your divisional team in the senior championship in the weekend. I think it's a very, very, very tough one to do that. Uh, and I don't think it'll happen because um, because basically the, the, the structures that were brought in at the start of the year in Mead had the divisional structure in place, but there was never a view to going in and playing senior championship. It was just to be a divisional championship on its own. You know, and, and teams would compete against each other or whatever. So that was the thinking. I don't think that's realistic. I'll just read out um, Flash's response to it. He says, um, if second teams aren't allowed playing the junior or intermediate championship, why should junior and intermediate players be allowed playing the senior championship? <laughs> yeah, no. I, Flash I, I, is I, a little bit bitter about that. But anyway, you, you, can, you can understand what he's saying as well. Yeah, I can understand what he's, what he's saying. But like you have to look at the bigger picture that the, the whole idea of of a divisional championship is to give we'll say really good junior and intermediate players a higher level of football and mm. in doing that they have they've got a better chance of playing county football and then in doing that as well you've now got a better uh, uh, standard of footballer within of, of football and footballer within the county and therefore your county team should blossom that's the whole idea of it yeah it's it's just a very very tough one to run all together. You really have to have like for for it to work, you need players that want to play at a higher level and want to play, and want to give it everything they've got and still play for their club at the same time. So yeah, it's, it's an awful ask. lot of sacrifice. It's a big ask for these players. I don't know. There's an awful lot of other um, distractions around these days for a lot of these players. Um, it works in Kerry because football is life in Kerry. I don't, from speaking to Bernard Flynn a few weeks ago in the interview and whatever, football is not life in Mead the way it used to be. Um, and we are very watered down. So you, you, it's, it, although we have a massive population, are we taking, taking yeah. the GEA to the level that we want to take it to? That's, that's, that's the thing. Interesting one. Uh, good one here from Liam Byrne. He says, if this knockout championship goes ahead and goes well, do you think it could stay instead of the championship we currently have? Um, I don't see it staying because you can't... Like, I'd love for it to be a knockout championship, but it is a very, very unfair um, way of... It's, a, it's very unfair on the club player. He's training from January right through till August uh, for championship. He plays one championship game and he's gone. You know, and that's it till the following year. 
And there are a lot of clubs out there who are at the lower echelons of, 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 of each championship. And they give as much commitment as the team that wins the championship. They just don't have the standard of player. So to, to, to go through a full year and all of a sudden you're knocked out in the first round of the championship, you don't even get a chance to get a scalp in, 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 the, um, in, a, in a group stage. You know, like a, there's been a lot of teams over the last number of years that always took a scalp in the group stage and maybe just survived in senior championship or whatever um, by taking that scalp. Uh, it, it would take away that. I totally agree with what he's saying, though. I love knockout football, but to train the whole year for one game and to lose and be gone would be very, very tough on the yeah. player. Yeah, or even two. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. For smaller clubs, as you say, yeah. Um, we, I think we might have saved the best one to last. It, it is, of course, from PS Tapes. Yes. Um, and we've actually ran a poll on this one just to get the listeners' opinions on it. But his question is, does anyone think that the pod is better when there's no football on? Question mark. Strange, he says. So he thinks it is. <laughs> now, as I say, we've run a we've run a poll. I'll just before I get your opinion on that, I'll give you the answer of look at it's only up this question's only up about an hour. So it's twelve votes to thirteen in favour of worse. So it's fifty fifty still, fifty one forty nine people think that it's marginally worse than better, but yeah. Interesting. Maybe, maybe, maybe what Paddy thinks is that me and you are way more interesting than football. Um, and knowing what's going on in our lives is more interesting to Paddy than knowing what's going on around the county with football. <laughs> well, well, I tell you what, the type of questions PS asks, I think he probably rathers this type of podcast than maybe a football-based one. But uh, as always, you know, and he's left it late in there. I think he said that one in at about half five this evening. So uh, he must have been taking a while in this one, but I loved it. I thought it was really good. Yeah, yeah. No, it's an interesting one, I suppose. Um, uh, we're, each week we give an insight into our lives and what we're doing and the whole lot. Like, So maybe, maybe some people are more interested in knowing that than knowing what, what happened in the division uh, 4B league game out in, I don't know, out in Centralstown between uh, two aging teams or something that are playing in the fourth team for their club. You know, that kind of way. Maybe, maybe that, maybe, maybe some yeah, yeah, yeah. interesting. Interesting. That's, a, I think that's all our Instagram uh, for this week, Mick. I think it is. And uh, I think that's everything for this week. So, uh, again, we just want to um, uh, maybe give our. Listeners, just you know that 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 reminder. Daryl Campion, Graham Garrity, um, uh, uh, the interviews are up from last week. We also had Bernard Flynn, we had Andy McEntee, we had uh, Alan Nestor. We've oh, we've had a multitude of, of 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 really good interviews over the last number of weeks. We're bringing you more. We have Davy Nelson next week. We hope to have Brian Stafford and Mark O'Reilly. We're working on maybe uh, getting Sean Boyle in at some stage. That will maybe take a bit of time, and uh, and when we do get it, it'll be worth listening to. Um, and you know, we'll we'll just keep banging out these interviews, um, uh, Davy. As, as 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 long as we've got people to interview, we'll do the interviews. Absolutely, yeah. No, it's great, and and people are being very generous with their time as well, Mickey. And uh, we we really do appreciate it, and we appreciate all the people that are listening in and giving us positive feedback and that. And you know, as you say, we're enjoying it. People, I think, are enjoying getting interviewed and us asking them all sorts. But it's 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 only a substitute for, unfortunately, what we love to be at and going to games and interviewing people after games and stuff like that. But you know, long may long 
in the football continuing after this pandemic, hopefully. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, um, just uh, as well for Davy and, and all the Cortown lads, just remember that round eight of the, uh, of the league this year is not going to happen. You are so lucky. I was making my comeback for Simonson Junior, <laughs> junior team against uh, Cortown uh, in the uh, All-County Football League Division 4B, I think it is. And uh, it was going to be round eight. I was going to have the boots polished and all for that. And um, you know, look if, if restrictions if restrictions you know are, are, are loosened a little bit, uh, Davy, maybe we could have a one on one. Put up two of the small goals and yeah. uh, non contact. Obviously, it'd be just. Well, you wouldn't you wouldn't get near me anyway, Mickey. So, <laughs> Davy, all let's just say you wintered well this summer. <laughs> that's that's not true <laughs> <laughs> well look that's all from us this week folks remember we are Mead by Matters More